It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. All right. Welcome. Welcome back to Money for Lunch. Uh, just a uh, quick shout out uh, to, hopefully I got this name correctly, Rush, Rushama, Rush, anyway, Rushma, Rushma, Rishma, anyway, I apologize if I butchered your name, Rishma S, uh, Rishma S went to dominatingyourmind.com, picked up my book for free, um, it's called Dominating Your Mind, it's about crushing your fears, destroying your doubts, so you can be unstoppable. And dominating your mind, you can get the book there for free. Just pay a little shipping and handling. Or if you'd like, you can pay full retail at Amazon.com. And uh, I think it's like 20 bucks and you, with a little shipping and handling. So it's up to you. Uh, Rishma, thank you so much for, uh, for doing that. And let me know how the book impacts your life or your family's life. And, uh, and uh, anyway, the book uh, will be sent out to you uh, here in the next couple of days. All right, let's jump in to the show with the quote of the day. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts by the late, great Winston Churchill. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts by Winston Churchill. And let me tell you, uh, I think a lot of people screw up because they think that uh, success is final, as that, uh, you know, they've achieved and there's nothing else to do. Um, it's amazing um, how, I don't know, simple that quote is, but yet so amazingly um Smart. All right. Anyway, let's get this party started. This, uh, my guest for today is Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal, an attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. In 2017, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of the as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal is a regular contributor here on Money for Lunch, and you can find out more about. Uh, Norm and his team at BAMLawCA.com. That's BAM, B-A-M, uh, LawCA.com. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back to Money for Lunch. Thanks, Bert. Nice to be back, and um, nice to talk to you today. We're, since we're talking about money, let's start off. I thought we'd start off, show off with a, a quick tutorial on tariffs um, and, and actually who pays the tariffs. And the first thing to know is, all these tariffs that Trump's putting on, China does not pay the tariffs. The, tar the goods still come in as, as, as they were sold, and the custom agent collects the tariff from the importer. So in other words, if uh, Costco or Walmart were importing goods from China, which they do, Costco and, and, uh, and uh, Walmart pay the tariff um, at the port of entry. Then they then take the tariff, and guess who they pass the, the uh, amount they paid for the tariff onto? Consumers. There you go. So you got that one right, and that's the consumers. So guess who's paying all the tariffs, all the consumers, and where does the money go? 
into the coffers of the government. So basically, it's a hidden tax for the for the people who at least can afford it, and that's where the money's going. It's going to uh, back into the our government, and uh, Trump is is collecting it from the consumers, who's who are paying it, not the uh, the Chinese. So keep that in mount in mind. By the same well, I token, want to talk about this real quick. So so yeah. So. Uh, the idea of some of these tariffs is that our companies like Costco, Walmart, whoever, will buy less goods because uh, they don't want to pay these higher tariffs. And, of course, uh, consumers don't want these higher prices. So the theory behind these tariffs is that, that less things will be bought from China. But it doesn't always work out that way because China, because of the way they, the, their wages are set up, they have fairly inexpensive stuff, and sometimes even with the tariffs, their stuff is fairly inexpensive. And so they still they, – they continue to come in. So really, it only penalizes the consumer. It's not really hard in China at all. No, and it's not hard to understand, and that's, that's where it is because the, the, the famous saying is when goods cross borders, troops don't. And, yes. the, the, and at the end of the day, uh, we want goods to cross borders. We don't want any – battles with anybody because tariff wars turn into being shooting wars at the end because it's trying to cut off uh, uh, product. What, what Trump's trying to do is cause Costco and Walmart to go other places for their goods. And so they'll go to Vietnam and other uh, you know, Southeast Asian countries to buy uh, goods that may be produced there, maybe, in the hopes that uh, we won't buy them for China. And then China will then sell these goods uh, to other countries too. But at the end of the day, uh, the system is such that, in all likelihood, the Walmart and Costco, because of the relationships with the manufacturers in China, will continue to buy it and just pass on the price. Because where else are you going to get these goods? Who else is going to sell them to you at a lower price? Nobody. Right. So it's just, well, and, and so so. You know, for for uh, since we're talking about this, this is you know you you got to look, you got to understand how China works. Uh, so so uh, if you look at China, is a ruthless business enterprise, and what I mean by that is, you know, uh, for a while we were importing a bunch of lumber from them that turned out to be toxic lumber, and and that's still. You know, uh, you know uh, what do you call it? Hurting people, and and but it took years before that lumber was identified as toxic. The same thing with the toys. The same thing with the sheetrock. The same thing with, you know. So I, I think I, I think they that had it, drugs. Drugs, yeah. I mean, I think that if you're going to do with business with China, I mean, first of all, my thought is we as America should stop doing with business with China. Period. But here's the problem. Oh, so the latest thing that at least uh, I read about was. Uh, we were importing uh, honey from China. And then again, we found out that their honey was contaminated. I forgot what was in it, but it was not good. And so we stopped importing it from China. And we started importing it from other people. Guess what China did? They would send it to these other people. You mentioned Vietnam. They sent it to Vietnam. They sent it to India. They would repackage it. And it took us like another year before we found out that this honey that we thought we were getting from Vietnam and from India and from these other sources were, again, the same Chinese um, honey 
they're relentless. They're ruthless. Right. They take, just don't take, stop. Go ahead. Take the, the flip side of the equation. China just put uh, tariffs on goods from the United States, you know, soybeans, uh, wheat, corn, pigs, uh, all these uh, products that they were buying here. Well, when they put the tariff on, it's not like they're then going to take it in and the Chinese uh, companies are going to buy it. No. Once they put put the uh, tariffs on, they aren't going to pay it. They're just going to cancel their orders and buy it from other countries. They're going to buy it from Argentina and Brazil and other countries. So at the end of the day, the American uh, sellers have no place to sell their goods. So it's a double whammy. We can't, we can't get our products into China because the buyers cancel the orders, and the Chinese get their products into the United States, and we pay the, the, the tariffs. And that's yeah. how stupid this is. This is a no-win situation for the Americans and the American consumer. It's a no-win situation for the American producers, and everybody's going to suffer as a result. We're going to have less uh, exports uh, to China, and we'll pay more for the imports from China or from the countries that they uh, do, do business with, like you explained, um, to, to get it into the country. So that's where we stand. That's just, uh, you know, to start the day off with the number one idea of Trump's stupidity. Um, this is what you get from a stupid administration with stupid people in it. And so this is just another example of it, and we're all going to suffer because of it. But well, some... and, here's what, and here's what happens. You know, uh, part of this, part of this is uh, is Trump's ego, right? This is all about him saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to stick it to China. They, you know, they've been sticking it to us for years, and and, and so therefore we're going to fight back." And that's great, but like a lot of things in life, it's not what you do, but how you do it. Not what you say, but how you say it. And so, to me. If you really want to stick it to China, just say, hey, we're not going to do business with China, period. Let's just do that. Uh, and, you know, but it's it's the way he goes about that it's just about his ego, not about his constituents, not about the citizens. It's about his ego. And that's the thing that I have a problem with. Yeah. And, and you know, it just comes in all, all flavors, the things he's doing. But. The idea is is that we've got an election coming up in 2020, and the question is, are we going to keep this man in office? Because not only is the, are there bad things that he does with, with trade, there's a lot of good things that are happening in Congress, the Democratic House. There's a lot of proposals out there that can't be passed, but I want to give the audience a, you know, a flavor of what, what life could be with a Democratic administration. And the first thing is, as we've talked about, is that there is a bill before um, the House called House Bill 4236. It's the Student Loan uh, Fair uh, Prepayment Act. And we talked about this, and this is a wonderful bill that uh, will never see the light of day in, until we have Democrat control of the Senate and the, and the presidency. But this one allows employers to pay off student loans for employees uh, as they work with pre-tax dollars. And to explain that, it's just like health insurance. If you work for a company, they cover a portion of your health insurance, and you don't pay any taxes on the portion they cover. That would be the same thing with the, the idea behind the uh, Student Loan uh, Fair uh, Prepayment Act, is 
the employer uses pre-tax dollars. You don't aren't charged with the income, but it's a benefit that the employers give to the employees to entice them to work. Right now, there's 8 million jobs available for people that want them across this country. So it's, it is an employee market in terms of where you're going to work. And the idea behind this bill is to give in, in, uh, employers incentives they can, as tools to attract employees to, to their company. Perfect example is, is a hospital. You want a doctor to work for you. Well, what, what's the best way to get that doctor to work for you? Tell him you're going to pay off his student loans. And you do that, and the employer doesn't have to pay employer's share of payroll taxes. He doesn't have to pay income taxes on it, and he gets the deduction from it. So it's a win-win-win situation uh, for them. So that's that's one example of what we have there, which would be wonderful if we could now, get and that. I think, you know what? And, and, and this is what I love about this. It's, it feeds into America's entrepreneurial spirit to give those people who are willing to work a, a bonus, if you will, as opposed to uh, we've heard several people say, hey, let's just uh, uh, get rid of all the student loan debt. And you know what? Uh, I don't know about you, Norm, but when I was coming through school, I, I had I had to deal with my own student debt. Right. I had to pay for my own schooling. And there's a certain amount of pride and a certain amount of ownership when you're paying your for your schooling. And, uh, and so I think that wiping out all debt, I think, would do more harm than good for our young people. Now, I'm okay with maybe reducing the interest rates. Uh, you came up with an idea uh, a while back, uh, or at least we talked about the idea about, uh, you know, taking that student loan and paying off the principal first versus the other way around, which goes to pay off the interest first, and that would greatly reduce in, in, the, those debts. So there's a lot of ways of doing it that will still build self-esteem and still build ownership and self-reliance, and I think that's the important thing uh, that, the, that these young people need to learn, and I think that if we can do it in a way, a, 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 you know, with the example you're talking about where the employer gets a break and the, and the employee gets a break, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a win-win for everybody. Exactly. It's a pretty simple solution, but it's not going to uh, pass anywhere um, in, until we have some democratic control. So these, this is this is the kind of ideas that, that they're doing. Another one they have, which is, is a wonderful uh, bill that's there, is the um, uh, the ending the forced arbitration. Um, uh, you know, with the Epic decision we've talked about before, right. where every employee now, virtually every employee has a um, arbitration clause, and so the employee has to go into a, a secret uh, arbitration to uh, resolve their uh, conflict individually, and there's no attorney that's going to take these individual cases, so it's wiped out group actions and class actions around the country so that no employees can join together to, to bring an action. Well, this, this would end that. The, it's called the FAIR Act. Um, it's in, in front of the House. It's H.R. Bill uh, 1443 and, um, and uh, H.R. Uh, 1073. And what they do is it, it ends, it, it, it basically makes agreements uh, mandating um, in, in employment and consumer antitrust and civil rights disputes. 
that uh, you you cannot have force anybody into uh, arbitration that uh, arbitration would be illegal for those groups. So that's something else that's sitting in in the house that would that would be really important. And um, also there, um, and and you know from arbitration what it's done to uh, to employees. Employees basically have have really uh, no rights uh, for sexual harassment, uh, lack of fair pay, uh, pay um, and, uh, you know, working conditions. You know, we, we bring these cases every day for uh, failure to give meal breaks, failure to give rest breaks, failure to pay for overtime, off-the-clock work. All is happening now across the board with companies because there's no fear. It's all right. greed. There's no fear, all greed. And so what's their downside? One of the employees is going to make a claim. There's no downside to that. And so they, they take advantage of the system that's set up with the, these uh, forced arbitration clauses. So, if again, if we can have uh, a Democratic uh, House, Senate, and, and executive branch, we'll be in a position that these are the kind of laws that can pass. Another one is, is the... Um, uh, Raise the Wage Act. This is uh, H.R. Bill uh, 582. Right now, believe it or not, the minimum wage in this country is $7.25 is the federal law. And unless your state has a higher one, and about 20, over 20 states now have higher minimum wages, but that leaves about 30-some-odd states that don't. So people are working, and you can't live on $7.25, and I don't care if you live in, in Biloxi, Mississippi. You can't live on $7.25 an hour. Right. Uh, and so the idea is <clears throat> is they're going to raise the wage to uh, $15 an hour with a raise of $1.30 every year until it reaches $15 in, in the fifth year. And so that's – uh, in, in front of it, and there's there's some talk by the Republicans that they may even support some increase, but not to fifteen dollars. I don't know why. It seems like fifteen dollars is is a, is the bottom line now for people to work and 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 be able to you know have a a living and you know have, pay their bills. So that's up there there too. So we got some really good uh, chances for uh, for laws to be passed. Um, that that are in front of uh, Congress now, but it's not going to happen uh, with the uh, composition of the legislature, legislative and executive branch that we have in in Washington. And until that changes, you know, nothing's going to change. So um, we have to look at you know who people are going to vote for. If you're a working stiff out there, where what's your your vote? You know. Uh, Trump says, "Vote your pocketbook." Hey, I'm, I agree. And if, if you're not a, a Wall Street wizard, uh, then uh, your pocketbook says, "If if you raise your minimum wage, rising tide floats all ships, you will get a higher wage because all wages will matriculate higher as the minimum wage pulls things up." And it, it, you know if if you know, if you follow the money and your student loans can get paid off by your employer and not by you, well, there's some more money in your in your pocket. And if you have the right to go to court for grievances against your employee in a class action, you're going to be paid for your, your uh, meal breaks, missed meal breaks, 
for your missed uh, uh, rest breaks and your, for any uh, time that you may have that's not on your on your your clock. These are the kind of things. This is you know if you want to follow the money, this is what you want to do. So this is the idea behind all of these 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 uh, pro- this process the way we, the way we have it. Yeah, well, and, and and here's the deal. I like what you said there about uh, voting with your pocketbook. And and bottom line is, if it if it makes sense to your pocketbook, then yes, vote for your pocketbook. I think that's that's the easiest, simplest rule to follow, right? And if it doesn't make sense to your pocketbook, then vote. You know, however it makes sense to you. But you know, it, it's it's a situation. The way I see it is, you have uh, an administration that the, the good the, the good thing about the current administration is that Donald Trump, because he has no filter, will tell you exactly what he's thinking. And and the reason that I say that's good is because uh, unlike a lot of other politicians who tell you one thing and do another, he's going to tell you and he, and he's going to do it right. He, he's just going to tell you. Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he goes about, in some cases, dismantling consumer protection. In some cases, dismantling uh, environmental protection uh, laws. Uh, he just dismantled a uh, uh, a fair wage. I, I can't remember what what's called. And, and, and uh, Norm, you're probably familiar with it. But he just dismantled the uh, the fair work. Fair Wage Act, and it had to right. do with how some women uh, were were not being paid equal to their male counterparts, and so he got rid of that law. Right. And that, to me, tells you everything that you need to know. Why did he get rid of that law? Because if somewhere down the road it put money in his pocket, uh, and, and and what I thought was an abomination is that what he did, which again is smart for the point from the point of marketing and it's from politics and from publicity is had he had two women by his side, you know, cheering him on. And there's, and again, the reason that these women were doing what they were doing is because it, it affected, it, it was in a positive effect to their pocketbook. And they're sitting there and they are basically betraying their sisters because it's a benefit to them somehow, to their family, some way it's going to put money in their pocket. And it's that simple. It, it isn't, you know, it doesn't get simpler than that. I mean, but here's a gentleman that absolutely will dismantle anything that he can that's going to protect consumers and increase the profits of big companies. Right. And that's the thing that uh, we all have to be aware of. Yeah, that's, this was the Equality Act in the uh, House bill. It was House Bill H.R. 5. The Equality Act, and they wanted to extend um, the um, protection against discrimination uh, against women to include both uh, gays and transgender people, which is now very much up in the air. And um, it, you know, obviously, this was something he wasn't going to sign. So the women, these women, were happy. You know, yay for me, and the heck with everybody else. Right. They uh, they weren't going to be discriminated against, uh, but uh, you know the heck with these other people that uh, have come from different backgrounds, and so now it's divide and conquer. That's his his theory. His theory is 
For every winner, there has to be a loser rather than making it a win-win situation for everybody. So if, if, the, if the losers were transgenders and gays and the women were the winners, that's okay because he divided people along those lines. Just like he divides uh, people along um, nationality grind lines, whether you're in the workforce with a green card or you're here as a citizen, he wants to divide you up. And everybody with a green card, he wants to send back to wherever they, um, their uh, country of origin and ha- only have citizens. Well, we have 8 million jobs that can't be filled right now. If you want to send another 11 million people to their country of origin, you know, most of whom may have come in illegally, but most of whom are working with green cards right, uh, you know, right. in, in our system. So you want to uh, – uh, he wanted to have mass arrests and send send these people back. You know, you're going to have 19 million jobs um, um, that, that are, we need people to work. So this is you and, know, and, but the, and so just I want to talk about this a little bit. Uh, again, uh, if you don't believe me, you can Google this. But uh, I don't know if this was ever fixed. But at one point, California crops were being abandoned. Uh, farmers couldn't pay people enough money, uh, and they were offering $20 an hour. Uh, and, of course, uh, they could not get any helpers um, because a lot of the people who pick those crops are, are immigrants. A lot of them are undocumented immigrants. But they couldn't get anybody. They couldn't get high school kids. They couldn't get college kids. They, you know, uh, as Americans, we have tend to – we've evolved, and we don't like doing – hard labor. We don't want to really work out in the sun. Um, and, and, you know, back in the day, 20 bucks an hour would have been a decent wage. But, you know, these these farmers literally had tons, tons of unpicked crops that were just sitting there rotting away. They couldn't pick them. Yeah. And if, if, you're, if there's 8 million jobs out there and uh, you can you can work in a restaurant as a waiter and make $20 an hour, or, you know, pick crops, backbreaking in the field, what are you going to take? You'll take a restaurant job, you know, over that, because there's jobs for the, for the taking, and the, and the price of labor is going up. But it, it, it can be done if, if, the, if our government would think in terms of making it a win-win situation. All these people on the border that, they, that they're processing, okay, while we're processing you, we're going to get your identity. We'll, you know, we'll do everything we have to identify you now and in the future, and we'll give you a work permit. And when your case is called, at that point in time, you come for your case. But in the meantime, you might as well be a productive member of society. Here's a job out here in the field, and you can work it. I mean, it just makes all the sense in the world rather than leaving people destitute and in tents uh, in Tijuana. Uh, you can have them here working uh, in the fields where we can't get anybody to do the work to begin with. So there's, but that's the the mindset of there has to be a loser for Trump to be a winner. That's his yeah. mindset. That's the defect with our president: divide, and, divide, divide, divide. And that's what we have to get away from. We have to learn to work together and make things happen for the betterment of everybody, not just the few. And if we can keep that theme going. And it gets some Democrats into office uh, right now in the next election and in the executive branch in the Senate and the House. We have a chance of actually doing something as a group. 
and actually making something happen uh, and bring along once once this uh, Trump uh, um, cloud is taken off the Republican Party. I feel like they're they're all of them are in prison, you know, by by Trump, you know, being blackmailed. They can't say anything. Uh, or do anything against them that they may actually come out and say, you know, I want to do something good for my country, rather than doing uh, doing something to divide this country. And that's where right. we stand. And so it's it's going to happen. I believe in the American people. I believe that at the end, and that that good things will happen. And uh, that at the end of the day, we'll get good people in office, and we can uh, this cloud that we've had for the last two years and. Uh, will be gone, and we can the sunshine will shine again, and we'll all work together. As long as he doesn't uh, start a war in Iraq and another war, um, in, you know, across across the uh, the world, North Korea. If we can stay out of a war, and that's my bigger fear right now, is that this crazy man is going to take us into wars across the world. Absolutely, Norm. We're out of time. I want to thank you so much. Uh, always good to have you on the show. And if you guys have questions for Norm, if you think that uh, your employer or maybe your former employer has abused you or mistreated you, you can go to BAM Law. That's B-A-M Law, C-A.com. Norm Blumenthal, thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks, Bert. Always a pleasure. All righty. Good stuff there from Norm Blumenthal. And as always, my friends, thank you so much for stopping by. And remember, you, my friends, were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.